Hello guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce part one of this week's show. Small disclaimer first, if you're looking for last week's show and you can't find it, that's because I accidentally forgot to upload it. I will correct that, and if you're not looking for it because it's already there, that's because I've already corrected it. So thank you for forgiving my mistake in advance. Um, but yeah, really sorry about that, I will sort it out. Um, guys, we have got an interview in part one this week with Hart and Bose, that is Ron Bose and Rocker Hart talking to us about their fantastic collaboration their brand new album that's out we've played loads of the tracks on the show possibly all of them actually we certainly will if we haven't and we love them they love it it's brilliant it's great fun they're really cool to talk to you should definitely give that a listen and then we've got a few really really awesome tunes to follow because you know that's what we do it's brilliant the bands are brilliant thank you so much for listening thank you to everyone that sends us music and all that sort of stuff part two is coming up and it is packed full of amazing stuff as well so that's really cool um yeah we're having a great time over here i'm sure you will too cheers guys looked out there and there's puddles of water all over the freaking stage. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I don't want to lie to you, boys. Uh, six days a week, the place is a hockey rink. Yeah, well, this is a rock concert, not the bleeding splish splash show. Everybody's naughty and freeze finish. And welcome to New Music Saturday with myself, Dr. Bones, and of course, my co-host, partner in crime, Mike Five, and the guitarist, everybody wishes they were. What's happening, Mike? <laughs> Good evening, bro. I'm, tonight, I'm not the guitarist everyone wishes they were, because we've got two of them on the show. So I'm just like the other bloke that plays the guitar in the background, uh, but no one really wants to be him compared to these two. So I feel like we should, maybe we'll adapt my intro just for tonight. It's too late yeah. now. It's live. Anyway, well, actually, you, right? uh, very good. I was actually going to lead into that and kind of kind of dismiss you as a good guitarist, so you know. <laughs> 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 Thanks, yeah. It's good to be fact to be correct. Isn't yeah. it? Oh, That's come really on. Good. You know I'm just playing. But yeah, that, that brings us to our guests tonight. It's none other than Hart and Bose. Guys, welcome to the show. Yeah. Cool yeah thanks be. for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This is great. So, uh, man, uh, this this is uh, such a heavy killer album, and there's a couple of times. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the reviews as when we were going live, and like the F bomb was dropped numerous times just just because just like just just in shock, like the, the jaws on the floor. Is like this was some of the heaviest shit I've heard in a long time. It's amazing, 
but then you put that Rolling Stones that uh, uh, Rolling Stones uh, twist on it, which uh, Ron Bowles obviously know your influence, and you put that twist on it, and man, you got fucking gold. Pardon my English. Pardon my French. Actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the mix, isn't it? Um, that's the the allure of the uh, the duo, if you like. Uh, uh, rock is just so heavy. I mean, you, you've heard the Cynthia stuff. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So he's mega heavy, and of course, I'm blues rock. Although, I, I mean, I have played progressive rock and heavy rock back in my gigging days. Um, but uh, yeah, that's I think that's why it works because we've got those two different genres coming together. It's a beautiful combo. Um, I feel like whenever we talk to people that sort of collaborate, I have to ask this question, but it sort of sounds like I'm talking to newlyweds and that's not intended. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you meet? <laughs> Honeymoon phase is over, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, how did you meet? It's a serious question, you know? How did you come across each other? Well, yeah, through, uh, I guess, uh, through Mixed Bolger. Uh been there for a long time too as well sporting a lot of music on it as well and uh ron and i just uh eventually uh ended up with a collab way back um one of the songs we did way back and we tested the waters just to see how things went and uh, the song went pretty good and then on top of that uh, he did a couple other ones that i kind of really enjoyed so i just started playing some guitar to it and the next thing you know uh we can't be decided hey let's let's try an album so and uh so here we are. We're rocking out some good stuff here now. Is that amazing, though? That just like you know, one one site, one one bit of technology that enables one site, and suddenly you have this thing that might never have happened. You know, if you you know, if you, unless you live next door to each other or whatever, it's quite incredible, really. Well, I, I think that's um, that's the beauty of the internet, isn't it? I mean, I back in the gigging days. Uh, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, yeah, just had to meet people on the road or whatever, um, or through friends. Uh, but now, um, it's just well, my first ever collaboration was with a, a British guy living in Australia nice. called Ray Brooks. Uh, with, and I believe he played a collaboration with me with Ray Brooks on, on New Music Saturday. Um, and it's moved on from there. I've, I've played with so many people, and and uh, Rocker uh, got in contact with me. Um, because he'd heard a track. Well, <clears throat> he got in contact with me and said, do you want to do a collab? And we had did one. And then it was, it was pretty good, but we left it. And then he heard a couple of tracks he liked by me. And he said, he'd like, like to do, he'd like to join in one of those tracks. And I said, yeah, okay, so that's what we did. And then as time went by, he, he says, um, <clears throat> oh, I've got this track called uh, Just, Get Luck- um, Just Got Lucky. Uh, do you want to have a go at it? And I went, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I get this track. <laughs> And I'm going, what the fuck? How, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I sing to this? Christ. And so I'm playing the bass because he wanted the bass as well. I'm doing the bass. Thank God I did. Thank God for the bass. Because <laughs> so I played the bass to it and that got me into the groove. Then I knew what I was going to do singing wise. And I sent it off to him and he's like, well, he's either going to hate this or he's going to love it. Fortunately, he loved it. <laughs> And the rest is history, right? And the rest, the rest yeah. was history. Yeah. yeah. After that, he said, "Come on, we've got to do an album, um, one track a month." <laughs> <laughs> so we like doing one a week. Right. <laughs> a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Outstanding. So, have you guys ever met in real life? 
No, no, no. Because I suppose you, I mean, what with the current global situation, it's even harder, isn't it? So. Oh, yeah, it's very tough. Yeah, yeah. I well, the album, the album was a purely lockdown album. It started when the lockdown came. Wow, okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's been going on since 1987, the lockdown that, now. That's right, 1892, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I mean, all I know is it's still March. That's all I can <laughs> I look at my watch and it says midday, March the 26th. Well, I thought, Dis- I thought Disraeli was doing a great job until uh, Boris oh. came along. <laughs> I think only half of us are going to get that joke from. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because only half of us are that old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, only half of us in that country. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I didn't think of that. That's true. Um, one question we sometimes ask is, is where did you come up with the name? But it's Heart and Bows, and your names are Heart and Bows, so I guess that question's redundant, isn't well, it? It's funny you say that, because um, I'm not really called... No, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I believe that. I did actually believe that. <laughs> um, no, one cre- one serious question I was going to ask about the name is: uh, How did you decide which order to put it in? Because I've always I've always moved away from putting mine or anyone else's name in a band name in case uh, you know someone's like if I did like you know Mike and the Indian Tonic Water, everyone would be like, I don't want to be Tonic Water, I want to be the main guy. So how how did you decide that Hart? Obviously, you know he's the best. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh, I just happened to be. It just I don't know. I guess it had a better ring going heart and bows, and then instead of bows and heart, right? Like I don't know. Just I just we just thought it had a better ring, so we just went with it. And I created some logos too, and then drawn to oh yeah, let's go with it. So perfect because yeah. you know. So that's basically how it all kind of came together. And like I do, we do all of the art, artwork and everything, support right. our own CDs and everything else too on top of it. Well, yeah. Speaking of, did you like, uh, did you like the, our promo pick for tonight's show? Oh, great, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I looked at that as, okay, that's a perfect pick to go with and still putting together. And that's what I try to do is I want to make sure that, you know, the band is, is a, approves it, you know, before uh, I really get going with it. But so, um, but back to music, uh, there's, there was a couple of songs, um, that I, I, I noticed, uh, and like, like, obviously we've been talking about, you know, the heavier side, uh, mixed with the kind of progressive, uh, Rolling Stones kind of mix. And there's one song, it, it, uh, it wasn't Blackwater Whiskey, it was a couple of weeks ago and uh, I'll remember the name in a, in a minute, but man, when I was listening to it, um, I, it just... Honestly, uh, Rockerman, it, it, it almost I heard like almost a little bit of Megadeth, like Marty Friedman. There's like that's amazing, like a huge Megadeth fan, like old oh, Megadeth cool. though, right? So I, very cool. Very I'm talking cool. Countdown Extinction going backwards. Though, of course, P Cells is probably one of the best albums ever. But you know, so yeah, I would have to agree on their on their on their part. That was probably the best album. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, absolutely. But I have a like I have a lot of uh, genres that I'm into. Uh, obviously, the real heavy stuff. Right. But I also love, I always have the feel too for just straight up rock, you know, nothing yeah. too, too fancy, just grinding some guitars and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, the heavy stuff, I'm into Lynch, George Lynch and stuff like that too. So the, I take a little bit of everything and I right. kind of just make my own sound out of it. And that's that's the results we're getting. So. Well, that's the key point, right? I mean, you're, you're, the influences mold your sound, but it's still your own sound. So. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'm just between that and and your your other side project, Cynthia. I just 
I, it's, I'm always amazed because obviously they're two different projects and so uh, two different sounds, but it just, you're, you're like, I really like your guitar style just because it's obviously it, it is heavy, but it's a lot different. It's not, we'll call it your, your typical, uh, run of the mill heavy where it just, not necessarily just it's a melodic. bunch of, pardon? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's, it's melodic. That's the Thank thing, you. isn't it? And that's more like, I guess, I guess what I was getting at. So now you're, you're on the day kind of heavy E cordial. The extra punch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm exactly. always about that. Uh, yeah. Really crunchy stuff. And, uh, actually, believe it or not, the heart and bold, the whole album is done with a seven stringer. Oh, no way. The nice. Heart, the heart and bold's album is all done with a seven, not nothing else but a seven stringer. So oh. just to give it a, just a little, bit of a different flavor to it right with the seven stringer and ah, obviously the cynthia project definitely all the way seven stringer that's yeah, awesome. yeah i got that's two, really interesting oh sorry go sorry, ahead, two go. more comments mike and then you can go ahead so the two comments that i i was gonna, the first one is is i know we said about a, a few of the, of, uh, the um hard and bow songs was is man that song was like getting an uppercut and, and a kick in the balls right after <laughs> that's how heavy and punchy that was just being the punchy thing and uh, the side comment is the seven string. I, I just, I, you don't really hear anybody playing a seven string. The last time I saw anybody play a seven string was Corn, <laughs> believe it or not. And that was like, man, oh my Christ, it was about 22 years ago. Holy crap, it was like 98. It was the, <laughs> it was a sick and twisted tour. It was like, I think right after this, the, the issues came out. Uh, wow. Right, right. So, anyway, no, the thing awesome. too, the thing, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, the thing too with the seven stringer now is I'm kind of hooked on it. And now to going back to a six stringer, it's kind of like, if I feel very strange. I'm just like, okay, where's that extra string, you know, just to give me that little extra punch. Right. So yeah. now I'm missing it. So now I've just been hooked on a seven stringer. Nice. I, I love, I mean, I didn't pick up on that on the Heart and Bay stuff. I kind what of thought I? you might be playing a seven string on Cynthia because it's so like in your face heavy, but uh, I didn't pick up on that. But I guess it just gives you that extra bit of, I don't know, bite, doesn't it? It's, it's got that, obviously you can go down just that little bit further. And, yeah, exactly. it's, I mean, the heavy, uh, you know, that kind uh, of, you know. Mike? Right up on just the first. Like stop for a second. For some reason, the audio cut out. Just give me one second here. Oh, sorry. Hold on one sec, guys. Just one moment. <laughs> okay, back to this. All right. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. No? No? Yeah? Yeah. 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 Right. Um, sorry, guys. Just one second here. I'm not sure what the issue is here. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. That was just a little uh, um, mix up there. Something slipped off, so I do apologize. So if you want to start again, I do apologize. It happens sometimes. So please uh, can I start where you left off, Mike. That's the beauty of being live. No, I was just going to say, it's really interesting. I'd never picked up on it because to me, I don't hear loads of like the, you know, open one, two kind of gently stuff where the, you know, the bees tuned all the way down and all that. Because that's the thing, your music has great melody. And I think that's where you guys come together so well, because individually, you're obviously very talented and, you know, able to do technical things but with melody and then you bring them together and it's a really rich sound so i'm kind of surprised but not surprised to hear about the seven string um yeah. there's lots of people that listen to this show that kind of like me will geek out on gear for a long time but any other weird yeah. and wonderful uh things we should know about your guys setup 
Uh, no, like, uh, be, be honest with you, the the whole album's recorded too with uh, DL, uh, DSL uh, plugins nice. made by Neur- Neural DSP. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, and uh, the versatility in those things is just, it's phenomenal. You can tweak just about anything you want. You can, if you want uh, tube sounds and everything else, you can, uh, you can dial all that in. Oh, really? And, eh? uh, so yeah, go, so yeah. It can, can sound like an old like sixties amp with absolutely. natural tubes. That's amazing. Absolutely, and you can do, and the thing is too, you got the versatility over the speakers. Oh, I want my mic on a forty-five or different angles and stuff like that. And you can pick uh, different mics too as well, the flavors. So the it seems to be uh, working out great. I, I just I think the sounds is right up to where we want it to be. So. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. And sorry for that little uh, um, little uh, um kind of off-air delays, what I, what I meant to do is, like, I meant to hit my mic off because I had to cough, and then I hit, <laughs> I, I, and I, and I hit the wrong button, so, and then that's what shut you guys off, so you could hear me, you could hear me, but the listeners couldn't, so that was my mistake, I, I literally went to hit the dump button so I could cough, and I hit the wrong button by mistake, so I apologize, so that's what happened, so just, no just, just in case anybody's wondering, that's what happened, I literally went to cough, and I hit the wrong button, so there you go. <laughs> Outstanding. I love it. I love it. I love some of those plugins. I've got a plugin. Um, I can't remember who makes it, but um, you can move the microphone so far that it sounds out of phase. And I'm like, I don't know why I'd ever use that, but I like the fact I could do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. Oh, there's, somebody... loads, there's loads of functions on everything, isn't it, which you never bloody use. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but then, I don't know, we get weird and wonderful stuff on this show. Where I reckon people are exclusively using the stuff that no one else uses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you, part, right. now um, with with the, the the DSL plugins, I mean, I know uh, Rock, you're saying that you could kind of switch to make it like give you like an old uh, tube amp sound. Now, um, would that change the reverb at all, or would that stay the same roughly? Uh, you can adjust the reverbs too. Yeah. Everything's completely whatever you want. You don't want any reverb. You just shut it off. If you want to apply a reverb, you just apply it. Yeah, and then right. sometimes you do like you some. I I usually go in dry, and then I just kind of add it after, right. after the fact, right? Because I'm always about the the main sound first, and then you just add a little something after that. Yeah, most most of the stuff I do is directing with no effects, certainly for heart and bows. Not not right. necessarily my solo stuff, but for heart and bows, bass straight in. <laughs> we did, uh, <laughs> I did start out doing. And putting it through a virtual amp with a, a Ricky sound, which I really liked, but apparently that was picking up noise for the sound engineer. Okay. <laughs> so I had to stop that and go to a raw sound. Um, and the same with the vocals, they go in raw. So there's no effects. They're all handled by the sound engineer. Uh, Rack Espinosa handles all that stuff. Um, unless unless Rock, Rock is doing some stuff before it goes there, of course. Right. I just I know that was a little bit of a weird question, just because I was just thinking of, of the different tonalities of, and having that ability to kind of switch things up a little bit. And my my point I was getting to with the reverb is um, I about three or four years ago now, excuse me, I went to Hitsville USA in in Michigan in Detroit because I have I have family in Michigan, so that's where you know um, I kind of Motown started, and what they were doing in on. The, in the 60s, like late 50s, early 60s, and the, none of the producers could figure it out, is they had a reverb, but what they did, just a place called the attic, literally like in, in this in this studio. So what it was is the mic would be dropped down through this uh, pretty much open square in the ceiling, and they, it would run back to the studio, but we'd give them that reverb sound they wanted that was far from um, being on a, on a mixing board at that point. 
And yeah. it was so, so cool. It was like, this is amazing because it was really hard for producers to figure that stuff out just because of that reason. And they had their own little secret and man, it was stellar. But I tell you, when I went there, it was like a kid in a candy store. I just, you know, you, you could just feel the nostalgia in there. This is where, you know, so many people started like Stevie Wonder and uh, that was a piano that was used uh, uh, for, for certain songs. It just, and, uh, um, my girl was recorded there. It just—it was just—it was very, very cool. You couldn't take any pictures, but man, it's—it's it's all ingrained in my memory, like hands down. So that's—that's that's what one of the reasons I was asking for the reverb. I was curious, regardless, but that was one of the reasons. So yeah, right, gotcha. Well, I think that um, back in the day uh, when you were recording uh, in studios and things, you, most of the effects you did were post-production. Like, you know, they were put added on at the time you were playing. Right now, now with internet and, and door and everything, as as Rocker said, you tend to put on the effects after because once you put that effect on, if you put it on pre-record, you're stuck with it. If it doesn't work out, you don't like it. You have to redo the whole damn thing <laughs> because that effect's stuck on there. Whereas if you do it post-production, you can go through all sorts of effects until you get the sound that you want on the guitar. So it's pros and cons. I mean, you can be inspired by an effect when you play with an effect. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so that's great. You know, I stick on a fuzz box, I stick on a, a distortion pedal, and that, and I'm, and I'm away. You know, yeah, I'm rocking. <laughs> uh, I, I play it clean, and I'm going, meh. And then <laughs> afterwards, I can make the meh sound great by sticking on the bass. You know? <laughs> I, I, I definitely, uh, I like having kind of, not restrictions, but I like having things plugged in. Like, you know, we, we try and record stuff as live as possible. Um, well, I say that within mostly individual parts, but I just mean like it's, you know, mics on amps with a little bit of, you know, post going into things. But, you know, it winds my, my singer, who's, who's also our producer, it winds him up when I'm flicking between pickups and doing stuff. And he's like, you played that bit better, but this one sounds better. <laughs> it was in the moment but i quite like that because then you end up with stuff that because you're you've got those restrictions and you've sort of committed yourself actually it might not be perfect but you end up with some stuff that's really cool like there's some stuff on on our first ep that sounds kind of really low and um you know kind of kind of hitting that sort of i've got a nice pickup on one of my guitars it's really sweet on the rhythm pickup it shouldn't really sound like that it doesn't sound like that live but it sounds really lush on the recording because i happened to flick it up for a different bit forgot to flick it back down <laughs> that was the best take so i quite like stuff like that um how do you guys write tracks like obviously you're you're apart you're collaborating so it's a different process to maybe a lot of bands that were interviewing but how do you get together you mentioned like uh yeah there's there's two ways actually we've been uh doing it with this one uh ron did write a couple and so basically he would just send me his rough tracks and then i would just uh, apply the obviously the hardened bowed sound into it and mm-hmm. then sometimes most of the cases too i would just here's a song i wrote and i'd just pass it to ron so on, and then I'm figuring, how did you get your bass on there? How did you figure out all my mess? <laughs> and he does. He works. He acts through it, and he picks it all out, and then he just turns around and he comes up with a great, great, great catchy uh, melody line, and he says, "What do you think of that?" And I said, "I love it. Let's go with it." You know, just very talented. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Are you talking to each other about tempos and keys and all that sort of stuff, or are you both sort of by ear? Not at all. Not tempos. at all. 
Well, tempos now. Rocker always lets me know what tempo the track <laughs> is. Yeah, it probably helps a bit. Uh, <laughs> not at all. I <laughs> go, <laughs> <Okay>, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I did the. So I I said to someone I'd I'd help them remix something, which isn't really my thing, but they wanted they heard something I did and said, "Can you do it?" I was like, "Yeah." What tempo is it? And they're like, "Don't know." I was like, "Okay." I don't know oh, where to begin. Uh, <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah. kind. Of, you know, you get a feeling. Don't you? Well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we we uh, I tend to stick to. I do move up to different tempos, but I, most of my stuff is a 4-4, four, four, you know. Um, and I'm a traditionalist, let's face it. That's what happens when you get a progressive musician like Rocker clashes with a an old traditionalist like me. You get heart and bones. That's what happens. But, but that's kind of the, that's the fascinating and beautiful thing, isn't it? Because you've both got, I mean, you, you know, calling back right to the beginning of this conversation, you've both got very unique and individual and different sounds but you come together and you sound like you've been playing together for like 20 years it's really tight it sounds really natural oh, yeah. oh thank you yeah yeah no it's great well, yeah. okay i got uh, two things to interject here just before we start uh we play a song and uh the one when he mentioned the tempo and the like, tempo like what do you mean and the first thing that popped in my head is if if you have seen it is the Jay and Silent Bob strike back when yeah. they're looking for, they're finding out, trying to find out how, how this movie started, the movie about them. And he's like, internet? What the fuck is the internet? So it's like, Temple, like, what? Fuck off. So without further ado, we're going to get to our first Ron Bowles. Uh, Hard Bow's Song of the Night. This one is called Mississippi Girl. This is off their brand new album, which is called Black Water Whiskey, which is out now on all available all available streaming downloads. Take this. <laughs> Mississippi Girl.
Martin Bowes with Mississippi Girl, and that that is definitely one of my favorites. We played that last week, uh, and what a great track! I mean, it just you know, it's got that. It really kind of it's got the heaviness, but it's, it has that other, literally about almost like a southern twist on it as well. So uh, uh, it just oh man, it just very catchy, and um, the riff in, in that song remind actually remind me now that I think about it. Reminding me of Megadeth's version of Alice Cooper's No More Mr. Nice Guy. Like there's a there's a bit of a riff in there, but it was a badass tune. I like really enjoy that one. Very cool, very cool. Nice. I, I have to say, I think I said off air, this one's got a real Guns N' Roses vibe for me. Like Appetite for Destruction. Oh yeah. Well, it's the string bendy thing. I don't know what the technical term is in the solo, but it's just like, oh, it's so slashy and that riff's kind of got that that groove. There's a lot of groove, like I talked about melody, but you guys have got real rhythm and groove and you, you kind of, and I guess that's where you click in together, right? Because you're playing a lot of bass, Ron, and obviously Rocky, yeah. you've got the guitars and everything, but Mate, there's you guys, it feels like you're in the room. It feels like you really sync instantly, which is, you know, you've collaborated with a lot of people, Ron. I don't know if you have as well, Rock, but it's hard to achieve that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, um, well, I think you mentioned on one of the shows when you were talking about me collaborating with a lot of people. Right. Um, King of Calabs, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was Mike's uh, hashtag King Collab, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people that ask to collab, they've they've obviously listened to my work, so they know what type of thing to expect. But what was different with Heart and Pose is you you don't know what to expect because it's a totally different genre to the the stuff I've been doing. I sort of say I haven't done this before. I used to play bass in progressive rock bands uh, back in the 70s and and the early 80s. Well, mainly the 70s. Um, It was a bit of a haze, I don't remember. Yeah, uh, so I have. You say you must have been very, very young. So. Yeah, I was very young. I was six, well, I was fourteen when I started playing bass in bands. But um, yeah, I, I, I uh, so I've been there. But I, the trouble with bands is that you're always playing a compromise. You're always playing something that nobody wants to play, really. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Every member of the band really would rather be playing what they want to play <laughs> rather than rather than what the band should be playing. That's not all bands, but that's a lot of bands I was in. So I was like blues and rock, and yet never none of the bands I was in was ever playing blues and rock. Right. So that's, that's why I did that as a solo stuff. But that's not me to say I don't enjoy the other stuff. And then when a rocker comes to me and says, you know, do you want to do this heavy rock metal type stuff yeah of course i do that's pushing the envelope it's stre- it's stretching me it's moving me out of the normal comfort zone that i would be in right so you know and and i'm very proud of the harmless bows album i have to say i'm really pleased with it and there's a chill rocker is as well oh absolutely absolutely turned out great and vocals are that's the catchy lines like that's what sells the whole album for me is the you know the vocals catchy catchy rhythms catchy uh lyrics like you can't go wrong well you know what, I'm sorry, not... I mean... go ahead mike oh sorry no I was, uh, 
No, after no, 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 please. <laughs> I insist. <laughs> <laughs> please. Seriously, buddy, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Seriously, buddy. Okay. No, I was just going to say, like, it, it, like I say, it's that, it's that combination, isn't it, of, of both of you, which, you know, like you say, it's got the catchy hooks and the melodies, and then it's, you know, it's phenomenal in your face guitar sound, and, you know, the rhythm's really tight, and it's just, it's a great, that's why I asked the question, really, because it's such a great, um, kind of combination. Um, I'm really curious to know because, like, I've mostly played in bands and done a bit of solo stuff. I learn far more being in bands. I surround myself by with people that are much better than I am, and then I have to get better. So, have you guys individually? Do you think improved and you know got better and got new ideas and stuff from working together as well? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I know for the next album that we we've been discussing, I guarantee we're going to come out of the gates just even better even better so that's just be prepared we're uh, gonna pick it up a notch even more so uh that's yeah now you know like we both now understand how each other works after you know 12 songs of recording right. so the next one now i know expect i know what expect with ron's ranges and stuff like that so uh yeah absolutely expecting us to come flying out yeah that's a good point from rocker is the ranges because i've had to increase my vocal range with heart and bows, uh, you know uh, the the blue, the growl, the growly really? blues rock stuff. I'm at home with. But yeah, there's, sure. There's a number of tracks in the Heart and Bows album where I'm pushing what I'm singing. You know, I'm hitting a higher key, I'm keeping it cleaner. You know, not that I don't mean keeping the rude words out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean by cleaner? You yeah, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, mean, I tell you what I'm really enjoying is the bass. Because, you know, on my stuff, I do the bass and it's all like, meh, stick the bass in. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas on this stuff, I'm really trying hard on the bass. I'm really going for it. Well, because you're like, right, this is my part. I better make it really good. Yeah, whereas when, yeah. when you do it solo, it's kind of, this is the other part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, the bit, that's the bit no one listens to. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll be honest honest with you, Ron. Um, when you first sent us the, the first uh, um, um, Heart and Bullets track, I mean, obviously you explained the email. So like, okay, cool. This should be something different. And then I was like, wow, I I, I couldn't believe it. it. Was like, man, this is like, I don't know, like hundred times what I was expecting. Like, you no, know, my expectations were high. And then, man, that just went out of the water. I was like, this is amazing. Like, why didn't he do this sooner? <laughs> I, I must admit, like uh, everyone knows this because I've said it on air before, but I rarely read the emails. Like I'm not really interested in a band's bio. I just click on the track and listen to the tracks. Like I know it goes against every PR thing ever, but I don't care. Um, so like, and if I'm interested in the song, then I go back and listen. And learn about that. So I, I heard the first track, whichever the first track you guys was sent me, and uh, I was like, wow, Ron's guitar playing is really different. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. I thought I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I had to step in and correct you. I remember you did. That. You did. <laughs> I said, yes, that's me playing all that guitar. <laughs> but, I mean, on that note, you, you guys, um, and we're really grateful. You, you guys are supporters of the show, and you're always sharing stuff and, and listening and stuff. And, and, you know, we really appreciate that. Yeah, um, appreciate it. Yeah, massively, because it's, you know, more people that listen and talk about the show, the better it is for everyone. So so that's Absolutely. really cool. But um, 
I'm interested if you guys have discovered other bands on this show, and of course other shows are available, um, but if you discovered bands that you think, wow, that's, you know, I'm, I'm inspired or influenced by that, because I, I partly do this as a musician, because uh, I can steal things from other people, because <laughs> I'm inspired by because I'm inspired by other people, but you know, have you, you must have heard some, hopefully you've heard some cool stuff. But, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like, again, I'm, I love it when you guys just open up the show with some really heavy stuff, I'm just like, this is this is fantastic, this is the way it should be. <laughs> and, and that's, <laughs> and that's what we try to do, right? There's a number of uh, there's a number of artists. I mean, Grace and Danger. Oh yeah, uh, they're awesome. Yeah. I love those guys. Yeah, uh, Cutthroat Francis. Oh, oh yeah, yeah man. Uh, is it Johnny Stranger? Johnny Stranger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's loads. I mean, I could go through a whole list of artists that I've listened to. Thought, wow, you know, that's really cool stuff. So yeah, it's, I mean, I I've obviously I'm a big fan of the show, and I've been listening a lot longer than than Rocker has because I was into the show way before. Uh, Rocker knew about uh, New Music Saturday. Um, yeah, loads of songs, loads of stuff. And I, to be honest, with my music, solo stuff more than the, the Heart and Bows, um, I'm a bit of a plagiarist. I hear something by someone else, and I think, fuck me, I want to do a track like that. <laughs> and then I write a track that sounds absolutely bugger all. all like the track that I want. But it's good. Well, I think it's good, in any case. And I think, well, we'll go with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm nicking from artists all the time, but fortunately, the finished product sounds absolutely bugger all like they sounded in the first place. <laughs> uh, uh, Ron, you'd be happy to know with that that comment about the plagiarist. I, I was taking a sip, so I got a little bit of what I was drinking in my eye, and almost through my nose too. So thank you, appreciate it. So, <laughs> just because goes, I, I, I started to laugh. It's like, it's like, oh, seriously, we're right at the wrong time, right? So. <laughs> but um yeah. i don't know how we're doing for time but i've definitely got two questions i wanted yeah. to we have to ask you can mike but we're we're down to the last like about five and a half minutes roughly so oh, okay all right well, so so one of my questions was uh which came first the chicken or the egg <laughs> uh the uh egg <laughs> And you can elaborate on the answer. I thought we were done. Without the egg, without the egg, you can't have the chicken. I know you're going to say yeah, but without the chicken, you can't have the egg. But I disagree with you. It's not a question where it grips it. It's just like where does the frying pan come in? Is it cast iron or Teflon, right? So. I've done it on stick. <laughs> Good. Um, all right. So, Ron, you answered that one first. So, Rocker, this one's for you. Um, what sport would be vastly improved by adding alcohol to it? <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's a good one. Uh, how, about, <laughs> how about some volleyball, lads? <laughs> volleyball. Booze volleyball would be fantastic. Golfing yeah. and fishing. <laughs> Golfing and fishing. <laughs> 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 I mean, Sorry, I, I just I've, I've been fishing that. once, and we didn't do much fishing. We did a lot of drinking, so yeah, I can yeah, I concur much. with that. Fishing <laughs> is improved by alcohol. Uh, late, late, yes, late, I late. can I can concur with that as well. <laughs> well, like like Stan's uncle Jimbo in South Park, he said, like, "Come on, boys, fishing sober is like hunting sober." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so. 
Hunting drunk, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, well, no, okay. Well, obviously, extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous, yeah. I think I shot a bear. <laughs> it was just a big elf, sorry. <sighs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad I asked those two very important questions. No, they were essential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, the album is out now and it's available on pretty much everywhere you can stream an album. So, the usual is like Apple, Spotify, like, like, swinging like Weezer and stuff like that. But, um, how, I mean, if you guys are already, are you guys kind of planning a second album, like a, a follow up to this, or is that kind of, kind of just hovering in the background at this point? Well, uh, we've uh, definitely been talking about it, um, you know, of course, with financial and everything else right. going on that goes along with it, right? Because uh, we do have, uh, we use uh, Roch there for uh, mixing our album, which he's, he's like dynamite, and we'd definitely go back to him again for another uh, for another go for the second album. But uh, yeah, no, we've been definitely talking about it, and it'll be definitely kicking in. I've already, ri- I've already written a song. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us an exclusive on the title? Uh, yeah, Letters in the Rain. Uh, Letters in the Rain. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you heard the title here first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's think... all you're going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> After this interview, they're never going to send us any more music. Yeah, right. <laughs> crash and burn. Have you enjoyed it, you music Saturday fans? <laughs> well, you know, I think one of my last questions is, is – is there a physical copy for Blackwater Whiskey and where can I buy it, if it is? Uh, no, there isn't a physical okay, copy. No we, 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 uh, we, I think we toyed with the idea, or I toyed with the idea, don't I, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, I, I didn't ask him, so. <laughs> I can, um, it, I mean, like records are expensive, but Absolutely. if you guys print some CDs, I'll definitely buy a CD. Yeah, same I, I can send you the name of a guy who prints them pretty cheap, actually, if you really want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely. Uh, it's funny, like with streaming and everything, obviously the world goes, you know, one way. I stream a lot of music. I find it really convenient. You can't go against convenience, but I also buy loads of physical, you know, merch. So do I. Yeah, so do I. Yep. Love yeah it. We, we all like it, right? It's that. It's that... I got a package the other day and I completely forgot and I'd ordered this thing and it came through. I was like, this is so cool. And you put it on. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter to me if it's a record or a CD. I've just bought a tape player in the last eight months or so because, uh, because I've got a Rolling Stones CD. <laughs> 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 Seriously, I got a Rolling Stones CD come through the other day, undercover. I had it on vinyl, but I wanted it on CD, you know? So. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm just going to put a shout out actually to anyone listening. If anyone can get hold of, when I was a kid, I used to have a Sonic the Hedgehog Sony Walkman, and I really want one. I can't find. So if anyone's got one, they want to sell. I will pay uh, very little money, but I will pay for it. And, and also, if you're in a band, I'll play your track on the show, even if it's not very good, maybe or something like that. I don't know. But if anyone's got a Sonic the Hedgehog uh, tape playing Walkman thing, whatever it's called. Wow. Uh, it's well, like mediocre response. <laughs> wow, well, your, your street cred was just off. <laughs> my, my street cred is more kind of house cred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, um, we are out of time, but thank you very, very much for coming on. It's been a great time. It's been a lot of fun. 
And Rocker, man, me. it's awesome to see that because we're in the same time zone. I can see sunlight in your background. I'm sure you can see sunlight that I'm lighter here too. So, Yeah, I loved it, mate. Loved it. Great. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate thank it. You guys we'll have you back great. on again soon. Appreciate it. Right on. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. thanks have, very much, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good night, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good, good night. night. Cheers. All right. So that was uh, Bose and her. I'm going to call Mike back here because we know how the Skype works. So I had to hang up on him real quick along with everybody else. So just temporarily stab him by and we'll get him back in the air. And there we have Mike. Yay. So that was awesome. How much fun was that? That was great, wasn't it? I mean, it, it's amazing. Like, you know, we were saying off air, you know, you and I only met in person for the first time it's sort of this time last year or 11 months ago, but we, it was like we'd known each other for 20 years. Same with those guys, right? They've oh, never yeah. met yet in person and just, they really click and you, you hear it in the music, you hear it in the way, you know, the banter and, and the way they get on and stuff. And it's great to hear. It's, it's a brilliant thing. I love the fact that you can do that in the world and just collaborate with anyone. For sure. So cool. and that was so much fun. It was, it was so nice. I mean, the two different personalities, which made it even better, you know, like, yeah, yeah. When Ron's going on about um, Johnny Stranger and Cutthroat Francis, I go next. Yeah, man, those are some of our favorites because we did, a, did two uh, two interviews with Cutthroat Francis. The first one, they were at a festival, remember? They did the Wi Fi there. <laughs> so, and then we got back on. And uh, you know, if we have time, maybe part two will we'll slip in uh, Handsome Joe because Handsome Joe, <gasps> the, this, that single release was probably, I think it was about two weeks ago they posted. It's been, been about a year or so since that, that release came out. So, but we're huge fans of Cathedral Francis. You know, the first album was amazing, and the second album followed that was just fantastic. So, but great time, and a big thank you to to to, to Bose and Hart. That was a lot of fun. And um, I forgot, like I knew, I knew that uh, um, that uh, um, Roger Hart was, uh, or or sorry, sorry, is Canadian and lived in Canada. I just can't remember where. That's like, all right, well, you mentioned Ottawa. Like, oh, that's right, Ottawa. And you know, just hearing, it just you can tell the difference in in almost accent well, it's like oh you know so they're going like, we don't hear about us he's like oh that's amazing that's like so like ottawa i kind of i actually have an idea of where in ottawa he is like how close he is to like you know the the gatineau border which is quebec so because you cross right. the border you can go to gatineau or you can go to hall and hall the both in the province of quebec so because it's ontario and ottawa right so it just bores it and it's literally a 20 minute drive it's right downtown going to the bridge and there you're you're in hall or you're in gatineau right so right right but it's was, it was still cool. It's like, oh, man, it's great. Ottawa, it's amazing. And and, and I want to say something t- uh, about it on air, but it's like, no, man, that's so funny. But it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like that, that's uh, so Ottawa because I've lived in Ottawa for a year, and my cousin and uncle are in Ottawa as well, right? So, but yeah, that, okay. was, that was pretty badass. I didn't want to get into that too much, saying, like, oh, well, I used to live here or where you live now because it's not really important. It's not really about the music. So, <laughs> not, not, not very important, right? So, but, um, man, next up, um, I, like I said in my video, uh, well, in, well, in our video for NMS, that I did wish uh, Terry Ritz a happy birthday because it was his birthday yesterday, Friday. And oh, oh, cool! I think I missed that. Right. Um, so, uh, happy birthday to Terry! So, birthday, yeah. And he sent us, and like us in the video, I said uh, it's been nostalgic because they did a cover of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, and I think the cartoon because like I, I I'm a I'm a generation Xer, right? You know, like I, I was born in '79 and sort of thing, and that was on in cartoons. That was pretty badass at the time. And real quick side note: Chuck Lore, who did who did the song, who made the the song Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the actual cartoon show. You know, he made a stamp in Hollywood, moved up, moved up, moved up, and guess who's a co-writer for uh, and has been like one of the, one of the main 
um, producers and quarters of Big Bang Theory. Chuck Lorre. Oh, yeah. cool. Chuck nice. Lorre. So, yeah, he worked his way up. But I was like, that was like one of his first big things was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, um, um, song for the cartoon. So, there that you go. cartoon was like my favorite thing. Yeah, well, same here, right, man? I, I had, I had, I, like, I love Michelangelo. Like, I, I got like my Michelangelo things. So, like, so, I love the nunchucks and, and the pizza. I was like, I use nunchucks and I'll bash myself in the head like an idiot. Like, so. <laughs> they're they're so plastic, funny, but it still hurt, right? So. <laughs> So Michelangelo is totally my favorite. My parents have still got a Michelangelo magnet on their fridge that I got in a no box way, that's or amazing. In like ninety-one, yeah. I don't have any <laughs> of that stuff left, unfortunately. But that's all right. So next up, like I said, first off, a big happy birthday to Terry from Cute Cliche, and here is their version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Look at this. <laughs> Right on, cute cliche. I could barely finish typing this song and tweeting it. Regards to that, that was a badass cover, and like I said, very, very nostalgic for me because, like I said, I'm a Generation Xer, so like I grew up with that cartoon, you know, like watching it firsthand. And Mike and I took it off there. Like we, we both had, apparently had Michelangelo, so uh, I, you know, you can you can see why why we're really good, really good slash best <laughs> friends for a reason, right? We got so much in common, so. But yeah, man, that was awesome. So uh, thank you, Terry, and happy birthday. That was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, totally. So first of all, happy birthday. I genuinely, the days are sort of slightly blurring into one with the new baby. So I don't know if I wished him happy birthday or not on Facebook because I'm rubbish at that. But happy birthday from the bottom of my heart, man. I hope you had a great day. Um, secondly, that's an amazing cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like proper, proper good. I love that. I love the idea of it. I love the fact that they nailed it. I love the fact that actually his voice works so perfectly compared to the original. <laughs> I think it's genius. Um, and, and thirdly, do you know how many episodes of that program there was? I was just looking it up, right? Any uh, idea? Off the top of my head, no. I'm going to say like 60 maybe. 193. Really? Wow. 193 episodes. Wow. I, I don't know. Because that time, I, I just watched and didn't care what the number of episodes was, right? Like, <laughs> well, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it started when I was like two and then ran for years and years and years. But I loved it. I didn't watch it when I was two, obviously. But I Boy, absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, <laughs> Second thing, do you remember the film, which was about 1990, 1991? The first one, yes. Like yes, because yeah. I so, remember because Vanilla Ice, the song at the end too, right? But they actually had Shredder and like, you know, splinter with a, with a half ear because it got cut off, right? So Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if you've seen it recently, but I bought it a few years ago, you know, out of nostalgia. I bought it on DVD. 
and I watched it and I don't remember realize I didn't realize at the time because I was a kid but I don't it never occurred to me that the whole premise of the film seems to be that Shredder is basically getting a load of kids together to join a gang to steal other people's video recorders <laughs> and I have, <laughs> I have no idea why like it's so badly explained as to why he's doing that he's just stocking them in a warehouse and the kids are like yeah we're playing games and watching videos and he's like yeah I'm really evil you're, like, you're not that evil you're just like a petty thief really <laughs> it's a, you know, I, it's I all never like, even thought about that because the last time I saw it was literally in the theaters I don't think I ever watched it on VHS after the fact you know so yeah Oh, I recommend buying it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I, I, I tell you what, I can find the line somewhere. So yeah, it's it's great, but a bit random. <laughs> oh no, it's okay, it's okay man. So uh, um, I was uh, uh, speaking of random uh, at work. So you know, I work a lot of overnights. So I was watching. There's a TV show. It's been off the air for a number of years called Community, right? And I never uh, finished all the seasons. So I was like, no, what? I'll start from the beginning. So on Netflix and it's on Prime right now. So I was watching it and. One of the one of the scenes it, it's it's so funny because um well, um Chevy Chase is in it he's one of the main characters right but one of the other guys his name is Danny Glover not Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon but his, his name is actually Danny Glover so he's a younger guy but anyways right. he was in a show called Atlanta like uh, about at least three or four years after Community but he's a funny African American guy really funny but he's probably in his thirties I, I guess roughly. So right. uh, on the show community, they, he has his best friend. His name is uh, his name is Troy. And his best friend's name is Abed, and uh, they're they're very close, you know. And uh, they can, they talk about a lot of stuff. And uh, one thing they did is like they're they're in a, in a study group, and that's what the part is about because they're at community college in a study group. So they they have they made their own show. They're talking with their study group guys. So like so, you know, they get the microphones all set up, and they go like, "Well, Jeff, well, uh, why did you do this?" And it's like, "Going on." It's like. Wait, he goes, wait, 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 he goes, where are the cameras? He goes, there are cameras. Because nobody's going to watch this. <laughs> then the other guy takes the, cat, takes the mic off and leaves. But I was like, oh, man, I was just dying. Like, but it's Troy and Abed in the morning. So check it out. Community, it's actually very funny. Yeah, we're definitely going to have a look at that. So um, that aside, no, that's one of many, many side tracks tonight. Very possibly. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be more. So, but it, it always has somewhat of a time to music. So, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> some well, sometimes. Well, okay. Well, ninety percent of the time it's related to music. Sometimes it's not, but ninety percent it's music related. Your ones are mine. Are just like if I think of something, I can't help but say it. <laughs> I like stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, I tell you what, I've got a little. Uh, I don't know if you've checked your messages, but um, Heart and Bows have given us a, uh, a download to give away in a competition. So we'll think of a little competition this week and we'll oh, give someone cool. the album. Definitely can do that. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. think of something. We'll announce it on next week's show, I think. But we'll, we'll think of uh, something you have to do. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. I'm thought of it yet. <laughs> we'll be anyway. and pat your head at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, well, videos of that. Well, obviously uh, not, but we'll pick something different. Just, <laughs> just to kind of first thing apart the med, because not everybody can do that. It's like, uh, um, nope. All right, so um, let's get back to the music. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then we can sidetrack. I mean. Well, we can, we can sidetrack a lot later, so we got, we got time. Yeah. So. All right, then. All right, we, then. We, we literally have no restrictions, so for the right, most part. Yeah. But you know what we're talking about. Anyways, yeah. so next up, we have Brand New High Low, and this is off their new EP, 
called Remote Control, and uh, they put a vinyl up for it, which I did purchase because I can't wait to have that. I love their their vinyls. So yeah. here we go with High Low, and ah, this is so cool. <laughs> you know, Cartman, South Park. Wait, I'm there. Sorry, I I, I accidentally pressed mute, but I'm there. Yeah, I, but but the song is called it's called the song's called Uncool. Like ah, this is so cool. Like so, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm full, high-low, and Mike didn't laugh, so I'm dead inside. So here we go. I did, I did, I did, I laughed, but I was already on beat because you had already announced the song, and I'm like, oh, right, do this. If, if, I, if I had a rim shot, I'd play it right now, but I don't. Sorry. <laughs> You're very funny. Everyone appreciates that. Oh, 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 oh you think you're very funny, don't you? <laughs> so here we go with high-low and uncool. Dig this off their new EP, Remote Control. Remote Control, uh, well, that's the name of the EP. The song's called Uncool, but the, the, the EP is called Remote Control. Either way, um, it's one of about three things they said they're doing over the next few months, and they'll put them all together and then market them. But this is another great EP, and like I said, I ordered the, the EP on finals, which unfortunately there's no more left, so you know, you kind of missed out if you didn't get it. But either way, um, I'm very excited for that, but that was a great, because they don't really do too many instrumentals, or if really at all, but that was just really, really badass, and uh, like uh, David commented last week, no, the totally like 90s, and like, for my input, I'd say like definitely Weezer there as well, but the last um, little bit uh, with the riff at the end of the song, actually, if you took them just a little bit, actually remind me a lot of the Breeders. Of who, sorry? Of the Breeders. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Yes. I totally go with that. You know, Frank Black, Kim Deal, you know. 
I love the breeders. Weirdly, my wife was listening to the breeders. Uh, I want to say last week, but it all blurs into one. Recently, you little boy's best album. <laughs> yeah, man. The, yeah. These guys are fantastic. They, I mean, they are so so talented. There's a whole load of stuff coming out, isn't there? Like, yes. You, you, you just alluded to it there. That there was a was it an Instagram post or something, and it just looked like there's a whole pipeline of unknown but happening stuff, which is going to be really cool. Um, and I just had to double check because I, I was like, oh my God, did I order this? But I have got <laughs> one of those vinyls. <laughs> yes. Well, I thought you would because I, yeah. I, was, I was I was waiting because you, you told me about the, uh, like the weekend on sale because I was waiting because you know what? He said, if he has an order vinyl, I'm ordering it for him and sending it to his house because like, he needs this, right? So... <laughs> Oh, cheers, man. No, 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 I've definitely, I definitely do order it um, because I think that, that day or, re, you know, around, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Skeletons arrived as well, which I ordered, nice. uh, which is their 10-inch, which is really cool as well. Um, but yeah, I'm going to end up with a lot of Hilo in my in my vinyl collection, I think. Well, that's the <laughs> <a, laughs> thing is cool. like, you know, I, I ordered this, uh, well, actually I'll have Dan the Wave on, on vinyl and I ordered mm. Remote Control on, on vinyl. But I didn't get their stuff because I do, I do want to get uh, whatever vinyl they have as well. And um, a while back, a different band, but a while back, um, uh, what's in the band? Um, oh, my God. I'm blanking on them. But anyways, they had some vinyl because they made a comment. I guess made a comment on like their Twitter saying, well, they're, they're making more soon. They're pressing more soon. And... Uh, for love of God, I can't remember. I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but either way, um, <laughs> this is a great I, story. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it's the Voodoo Rays. Oh, Voodoo Rays, yeah, right. yeah. So, anyways, point being is, they, it was one of their older albums in a vinyl. It's like, oh, I think we have a few more, so they never got back to me. And I need to uh, message uh, Dakota from Bodie Jar because uh, apparently Dakota has a bunch of uh, um, uh, their first EP on, on CD, so um, I can get those because. Uh, Drew messaged me, their, their guitarist said, well, no, you can get those, and you can do that wherever you want with those, like, really? that's awesome. So I need to message Dakota so we can hand out a bunch of body jar first EPs as well. Nice, that would be very cool. Yeah, I've got a couple of, I've got a few things to give away, actually. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Well, you know what they are, but I'm not going to tell everyone what they are yet. Um, but yeah, we've got some, you know, if you're in a band and you want to give stuff away, tell us and we'll, we'll promote the band and give stuff away. But uh, yes, it's good fun, isn't it? I'll enjoy it. We, we gave away a few vinyls last week. Yeah. Or the week before, I wasn't here. I keep forgetting I wasn't here last week because I two forgot. Weeks, I was two weeks, yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave filled in for your full paw last week, so <laughs> Actually, I never. I, I, yeah, so I did thank him and 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 obviously apologise oh, to you. For oh, that, you know, whatever, I didn't thank him on air, so thank you, Dave from Grasscutter and the Graco Project again for covering for me. Um, but last week was last minute notice because well, apparently man, it happens. Like I don't even remember it, but apparently just after the baby was born, I agreed to to do like a camping thing last weekend. Which doesn't sound like the sort of thing I'd agree to on a Saturday because I normally like to do this like on Saturday. But yeah, it doesn't sound like me. But apparently I did, so we did it and that was that. Um, but I only remembered on the Friday, which is why I texted you. I was like, uh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> well, no, it's fine, man. Like I said, it works out and stuff like that happens. So it's, it's all good. But yeah, I know I'll, I'll see a huge thank you to Dave. And uh, so let's get on to our next. We get two more songs here for part one, and we're for time. We're actually doing fairly well, and um, I'm very impressed and pleased that uh, that we, we, we that both of us have quote unquote got our shit together to, to make things run on time somewhat. So <laughs> I'll be damned. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'll be damned. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
So next up, uh, like Ron had mentioned, uh, Mr. Lauren Reed is listening to the show tonight. And as we know, he's in Mexico. So this is a new song coming up from the album that's going to be due out soon. This one's called uh, No One to Hate But Me. So this is Lauren Reed, $8 rum. Do this. heavy like right out of the gate and he sent us an email uh i think it was yesterday with two songs off a new album that's coming out very very soon but what a great heavy album and of course we know lauren reed has done uh some collabs with uh, uh mr ron bose so like uh that's pretty yeah. badass too you know and it's just the, the 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 music community it's small but big at the same time right so but that was awesome i really really enjoyed that love the vocals like love the heaviness and very catchy as well yeah, absolutely 
brilliant tune, mate. I mean, like you say, it's catchy, it's heavy, it's speed. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's got speed and intensity, which is, I could, nearly couldn't say that. Speed and intensity, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, fantastic. Obviously, the... Um, yeah, the 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 uh, the Rombos clouds of eight dollars rum is absolutely fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, proper proper good. Nice to hear a couple of new tunes. Did you say he was in Mexico? I didn't know that. Yes, yes, he's been in Mexico for for a while. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Like this, really, truly is a global show, which is mm-hmm. quite incredible. I mean, obviously, you know, it is by its very nature because even if it was just me and you talking, it'd be a global show. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the music, it is. I, th- I love that. I think that's really cool. Right on, man. Well, we have one more song here for part one, and then we'll take a quick little break and get to part two. So the last song of part one tonight is a band called Project Nine. That song's called, ugh, should've known. Take this.
right on. That was Project Nine with Should Have Known, and very catchy and very heavy. A great way to finish off part one. We had a great time in part one as well. I mean, we had a lot of great music. The interview was awesome. It was so much fun with Rucker, uh, with with both um, uh, uh, Heart and Bows. But great time. But man, this is awesome. This this is awesome. This song was awesome. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they came courtesy of uh, to us of the Curtain Call Records. But either way, a great tune, very heavy, very catchy, and I love the stuff. So, yeah, nice way to finish off part one. Yeah, 100%, man. That's a really, really, again, like fast-paced, heavy, great passion and power in the vocals on that one, which I really like. Good guitar work. It's been a big, heavy rock in part one with a fantastic interview i mean those guys were just brilliant when they're hilarious and oh yeah awesome and just yeah it was great really enjoyed that uh so yeah um i can't believe part one's over already and we've ran pretty much on time that's i know that's that's crazy right and we're 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 actually we're actually under an hour and a half for part one which is insane on its own that's amazing so which means we potentially could squeeze in a future song for part two so that being said we're going to take a quick break and say about uh 15 20 minutes we'll be back so until then we're going to let uh, dr krieger take us out dig this memory banks of the supercomputer Drink eating that! Krieger out!